Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. We're reading today Isaiah chapter 13 through 17. Isaiah, son of Amoz, received this message concerning the destruction of Babylon. Raise a signal flag on a bare hilltop. Call up an army against Babylon. Wave your hand to encourage them as they march into their palaces of the high and mighty. I, the Lord, have dedicated these soldiers for their task. Yes, I have called mighty warriors to express my anger, and they will rejoice when I am exalted. Hear the noise on the mountains. Listen to the as the vast armies march. It is the noise and the shouting of many nations. The Lord of heaven's armies has called this army together. They come from distant countries, from beyond the farthest horizons. They are the weapon, the Lord's weapons to carry out his anger. With them he will destroy the whole land. Scream in terror, for the day of the Lord has arrived, the time for the Almighty to destroy. Every arm is paralyzed with fear. Every heart melts, and people are terrified. Pangs of anguish grip them like those of a woman in labor. They look helplessly at one another, their faces aflame with fear. For see, the day of the Lord is coming. The terrible day of his fury and fierce anger, the land will be made desolate and all the sinners destroyed with it. The heavens will be black above them. The stars will give no light. The sun will be dark when it rises, and the moon will provide no light. I, the Lord, will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their sin. I will crush the arrogance of the proud and humble the pride of the mighty. I will make people scarcer than gold, more rare than the fine gold of Ophir. For I will shake the heavens. The earth will move from its place. When the Lord of heaven's armies displays his wrath in the day of his fierce anger, everyone in Babylon will run about like hunted gazelle, like sheep without a shepherd. They will try to find their own people and flee to their own land. Anyone who has captured will be cut down, run through with the sword. Their little children will be dashed to death before their eyes. Their homes will be sacked and their wives will be raped. Look, I will stir up the Medes against Babylon. They cannot be tempted by silver or bribed with gold. The attacking armies will shoot down the young men with arrows. They will have no mercy on the helpless babies and will show no compassion for their children. Babylon, the most glorious of kingdoms, the flower of the Chaldean pride, will be devastated like Sodom and Gomorrah when God destroyed them. Babylon will never be inhabited again. 
It will remain empty for generation after generation. Nomads will refuse to camp there, and shepherds will not bed down their sheep. Desert animals will move into the ruined city, and the houses will be haunted haunted with howling creatures. Owls will live among the ruins, and the wild goats will go there to dance. Hyenas will howl in its fortresses, and jackals will make dens in its luxurious palaces. Babylon's days are numbered. Its time of destruction will soon arrive. But the Lord will have mercy on the descendants of Jacob. He will choose Israel as his special people once again. He will bring them back to settle once again in their own land. The people from many different nations will come and join them there and unite with the people of Israel. The nations of the world will help the people of Israel to return. And those who come to live in the Lord's land will serve them. Those who captured Israel will themselves be captured, and Israel will rule over its enemies. In that wonderful day, when the Lord gives his people rest from their sorrow and fear, from slavery and chains, you will taunt the king of Babylon. You will say, The mighty man has been destroyed. Yes, your insolence is ended. For the Lord has crushed your wicked power and broken your evil rule. You struck the people with endless blows of rage and held the nations in your angry grip with unrelenting tyranny. But finally, the earth is at rest and quiet. Now it can sing again. Even the trees of the forest, the cypress trees, and the cedars of Lebanon sing out this joyous song. Since you have been cut down, no one will now no no one will come now to cut us down. In the place of the dead, there is excitement over your arrival. The spirits of the world leaders and the mighty kings long dead stand, stand up to see you. With one voice, they all cry out, Now you are as weak as we are. Your might and power were buried with you. The sound of the harp in your palace has ceased. Now maggots are your sheet, and worms are your blanket. How you are fallen from the heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. For you said it yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away from the north, far away in the north. I will climb to the highest to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to its lowest depths. Everyone there will stare at you and ask, can this be the one who shook the earth and made the kingdoms of the world tremble? Is this the one who destroyed the world and made it into a wasteland? Is this the king who demolished the world's greatest cities? and had no mercy on his prisoners? 
the king of the nations lie in stately glory, each in its own tomb. But you will be thrown out of your grave like a worthless branch, like a corpse trampled underfoot. You will be dumped into a mass grave with those killed in battle. You will descend to the pit. You will not be given a proper burial, for you have destroyed your nation and slaughtered your people. The descendants of such an evil person will never again receive honor." Kill this man's children. Let them die because of their father's sins. They must not rise and conquer the earth, filling the world and in, with their cities. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. I myself have risen against Babylon. I will destroy its children and its children's children, says the Lord. I will make Babylon a desolate place of owls, filled with swamps and marshes. I will sweep the land with the broom of destruction. I, the Lord of Heaven's armies, have spoken. The Lord of Heaven's armies has sworn this oath. It will all happen as I have planned. It will be as I have decided. I will break the Assyrians when they are in Israel. I will trample them on my mountains. My people will no longer be their slaves, nor bow down under their heavy loads. I have a plan for the whole earth, a hand of judgment upon all the nations. The Lord of heaven's armies has spoken. Who can change his plans? When his hand is raised, who can stop him? This message came to me the year King Ahaz died. Do not rejoice, you Philistines, that the rod that struck you is broken, that the king who attacked you is dead. For from that snake a more poisonous snake will be born, a fiery serpent serpent to destroy you. I will feed the poor in my pasture. The needy will lie down in peace. But as for you, I will wipe you out with famine and destroy the few who remain. Wail at the gates. Weep in the cities. Melt with fear, you Philistines. A powerful army comes like smoke from the north. Each soldier rushes forward eager to fight. What should we tell the Philistine messengers? Tell them... The Lord has built Jerusalem. Its walls will give refuge to his oppressed people. This message came to me concerning Moab. In one night, the town of Ar will be leveled, and the city of Kerr will be destroyed. Your people will go to their temple in Dibon to mourn. They will go to their sacred shrines to weep. They will wail for the fate of Nebo and Merdeba, shaving their heads in sorrow and cutting off their beards. They will wear burlap as they wander the streets. From every home and public square will come the sound of wailing. The people of Heshbon and Ilaha will cry out. Their voices will be heard as far away as Jahaz. The bravest warriors of Moab will cry out in utter terror. They will be helpless with fear. 
My heart weeps for Moab. Its people flee to Zoar and Eglath Shemalashah. Weeping, they climb the road to Lunath. Their cries of distress can be heard all along the road of Heroham. Even the waters of Nimrim are dried up. The grassy banks are scorched, the tender plants are gone, nothing green remains. The people grab their possessions and carry them across the ravine of willows. A cry of distress echoes through the land of Moab from one end to another, from Eglam to Berilam. The stream near Dibon runs red with blood, but I am still not finished with Dibon. Lions will hunt down the survivors, both those who try to escape and those who remain hidden, remain behind. Send lambs from Selah as tribute. To the ruler of the land, send them through the desert and to the mountain of beautiful Zion. The women of Moab are left like homeless birds at the shallow crossings of the Arnon River. Help us, they cry. Defend us against our enemies. Protect us from their relentless attack. Do not betray us now from that we have escaped. Let our refugees stay among you. Hide them from our enemies until the terror is past. When oppression and destruction have ended and enemy raiders have disappeared, then God will establish one of David's descendants as king. He will rule with mercy and truth. You will always do what is just and be eager to do what is right. We have heard about proud Moab, about its pride and arrogance and rage, but all the boasting has disappeared. The entire land of Moab weeps. Yes, everyone in Moab mourns for the cakes of raisins from Ker Asheth. They are all gone now. The farms of Hishbon are abandoned. The vineyards of Sima are deserted. The rulers of the nations have broken down Moab, that beautiful grapevine. Its tendrils spread north as far as the town of Jazer and trailed eastward into the wilderness. Its shoots reached so far west that they crossed over the Dead Sea. So now I weep for Jazer and the vineyards of Shibna. My tears will flow for Heshbon and Elah. There are no more shouts of joy over your summer fruits and harvest. Gone now is the gladness. Gone the joy of harvest. There will be no singing in the vineyards, no more happy shouts, no treading of grapes in the winepress. I have ended all their harvest joys. My heart's cry for Moab is like a lament on the harp. It is filled, I am filled with anguish for Ker Harasheth. The people of Moab will worship at their pagan shrines, but it will do them no good. They will cry to their gods in their temples, but no one will be able to save them. 
the Lord has already said these things about Moab in the past, but now the Lord says within three years, counting each day, the glory of Moab will be ended. From its great population, only a feeble few will still be left alive. This message came to me concerning Damascus. Look, the city of Damascus will disappear. It will become a heap of ruins. The towns of Aor will be deserted. Flocks will graze in in the streets and lie down undisturbed with no one to chase them away. The fortified towns of Israel will also be destroyed. The royal power of Damascus will end. All the remains of Syria will face will share the fate of Israel's departed glory, declares the Lord of heaven's armies. In that day, Israel's glory will grow dim. Its robust body will waste away. The whole land will look like a grain field. After the harvesters have gathered the grain, it will be desolate like the fields in the valley of Rephraim after the harvest. Only a few of its people will be left like stray olives left on a tree after the harvest. Only two or three remain in the highest branches. Four or five scattered here and there on the limbs, declares the Lord, the God of Israel. Then, at last, the people will look to their Creator and turn and turn their eyes to the Holy One of Israel, they will no longer look at their idols for help or worship what their own hands have made. They will never again bow down to the Asherah poles or worship at the pagan shrines that they have built. Their largest cities will be like a deserted forest, like the land of the Hivites and the Amorites abandoned when the Israelites came here so long ago. It will be utterly desolate. Why? Because you have turned from the God who can save you. You have forgotten the rock who can hide you. So you may plant the finest vineyard grapevines and import the most expensive seedlings. They may sprout on the day that you set them out. Yes, they may blossom on the very morning you plant them, but you will never pick any grapes from them. Your only harvest will be a load of grief and unrelieved pain. Listen, the armies of many nations roar like the roaring of the sea. Hear the thunder of the mighty forces as they rush forward like thundering waves. But though they thunder like breakers on the beach, God will silence them and they will run away. They will flee like chaff scattered by the wind, like a tumbleweed whirling before a storm. In the evening Israel waits in terror, but by dawn its enemies are dead. This is the reward of those who plunder us, a fitting end for those who destroy us. Up to today's reading, Isaiah's prophecies concerning God's people is pretty bleak. It would be very easy for God's people to think that 
this destruction was only going to come against Judah, only against Israel. But in today's reading, we see that all of those nations that would be destroying and making into captives the people of Israel and Judah, all of them would be judged by God eventually. One cannot just assume that the godless will continue to go on forever, living that everything like everything is okay. God judges both the righteous and the unrighteous. And for us today, as hopefully we are living righteous lives, we can look at the world around us and think that they're getting away with everything. Our first thought should be, we want to rescue those who are lost. We do not desire their condemnation. We desire them to find Jesus as their Savior and their Lord. But the reality is that all will be judged. We are destined to die once, and at our death, judgment is what Scripture says. And so, therefore, we can live with a desire to reach the lost for the saving grace of Jesus Christ, recognizing that Judgment Day is a terrible day for those that do not have Jesus. May we bring as many people with us as we possibly can. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.